You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Thanks for joining us again on this special episode of Locked On Texas Tech with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. I'm sure as you have heard by now, the world has lost a true character as former Texas Tech Indiana coach Bob Knight passes away at the age of 83 this week and wanted to take a little bit of time uh, to join you here once again, Chris, to talk about Coach Knight's time in Lubbock because I think at the time that you might have heard as a fan that there was any possibility, and I remember exactly where I was as a matter of fact when I heard there was a possibility that Coach Knight could be making his way to West Texas. And you knew at that time, that'll be an interesting hire, will be an interesting announcement, might be an interesting news story. And it was all of those things, but I don't know how much I ever anticipated as a basketball fan at Texas Tech that it would actually be, now wait for it, interesting basketball. You've had some successful eras in your men's basketball program's history prior to Coach Knight's arrival. Used to take over Reunion Arena on the reg. I know you were a part of that mob a time or two. But I'm not sure what my expectations were, Chris, when Coach Knight arrived on the scene, but he still had plenty left to give as a basketball coach and actually turned in one of the more entertaining eras of Texas Tech men's basketball. Yeah, I remember uh, attending that uh, that press conference uh, when he donned that red sweater and it was a you know an arena full of people uh, that were excited and Coach Knight said, "Is this the most comfortable? I think something along the lines of this is the most comfortable red sweater I've I've had on in years, which is kind of a, a shot at Indiana, but also, uh, but but I, I think at the time that it happened, I think Texas Tech was really good for for Bob Knight, and I think Bob Knight was really good for Texas Tech. Uh, I think it made you know the basketball program relevant for many many years, and you know you can people will." will this is a he, he this is a complex individual to discuss because uh his, his legacy is extremely complicated uh but i'm gonna we'll focus here on on the unbelievable greatness that he was just as a basketball coach because i think you can make the argument and i've heard people kind of discuss this and in, in that i'm not sure if anybody won as much as he did with lesser talent and part of that is because some of the most talented guys didn't want to go play for him, couldn't handle playing for him, but he squeezed uh, water out of a rock on, on a lot of teams and they just won uh, because they move without the ball. They screen, they, they guard, they, they yep. do all the things that, that it's hard to get kids to do a lot of times. Um, and because like you take guys like Ronald Ross and Daryl Dora, uh, Martin Zeno, you know, I mean, just so many of that that nucleus from the, the those tech teams, and they they run through a wall for this guy, and he wasn't easy. I, I tell you, you know, like Andre Emmett. Uh, I hope they're having a good conversation uh, upstairs uh, recently because Andre Emmett was one of those guys that. You know, he he was kind of he was an inner city Dallas kind of guy, and he he liked the you know he showed up and. It's like he he wasn't Bob Knight's kind of guy, okay, and and yet it, there was some rough times. But as it as it would go on, 
nobody was really closer, you know, and, and I thought it, it was just like, I don't know, that's kind of corny, like beautiful to see a kid like kind of go, you know what, I'm going to let this guy jump me and coach me and get all over me, but I, he's teaching me and learning. It's, it's good for me. And I think that as time goes on from these guys that depart the program, they appreciate what, what Bob Knight did for them. But I, you know, you had several NCAA tournament runs, uh, you had people camping out at the arena before that was even a thing. Um, and I don't want to also forget that Bob Knight brought his Hoosiers to, to open up this arena. Yeah. Grant, Grant McCaslin, who is, coaches you now, was on James Dickey's staff, uh, I believe, at the time. Uh, when, when Bob Knight brought his Hoosiers in and wearing those pinstripe warm-up pants and everything. I mean, that's – so it's just kind of – I don't know. There was a lot of, of Lubbock and Texas Tech uh, that I think uh, – Bob Knight was good for, and and I think I think Coach Knight really enjoyed his time here before retiring, and I think the that 08, 09 season. Yeah, I spent many years in Lubbock. Uh, still after he, he was done with basketball, and um, I don't think I mean I remember you know going back to Andre Emmett, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on some of these timelines, but a freshman season spent under James Dickey, mm-hmm. I think. And kind of was cracking into maybe a starting lineup or sort of making an impact. But I remember when that change happened, Chris, and then all of a sudden Coach Knight was here and Andre Emmett emerges as, I don't know, the program's best scorer ever or something like that, at least in that kind of company. And I'm thinking, whoa, this is not the dude I saw a season ago. Now, of course, there could just be some individual progression and maturation, but that was one of those points where what you're describing right there was really visible. What Bob Knight specifically as a coach was able to get out of Andre Emmett uh, was amazing given what I kind of just as a fan saw as his trajectory before Coach Knight and just in a freshman season. That was amazing. And I did see, whether it was Tech or Indiana or Army, if you want to throw them in as well, um, I think I saw that, that Coach Knight had one guy, and you can probably guess who, go on to be an NBA All-Star. All those teams, one guy, Isaiah Thomas. And you're talking about – squeezing water out of a rock. I mean, that that's amazing to me. A guy that's got three national titles, the last undefeated season in college basketball, many, many other achievements, obviously, with various teams. One NBA All-Star that came out as a result of that. And Man, I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like this again. I don't know if the world is built for anything like this again as far as the discipline that it took to find the success with teams that were not uber-talented. And I, I lament that reality, as a matter of fact, because I think it does speak to sort of the makeup of young individuals now and what they're willing to put themselves through to try to be successful. Like you just said, I'm going to let this guy coach me up, jump me here or there, and see how it makes me better. Some took that opportunity and ran with it. Others did not, but I think that pool that you're kind of fishing in once upon a time to find those kind of guys has shrunk over the years. So that's something else I kind of regret is just seeing a show that we'll never really see again. I don't think in the same kind of way. Yeah. You know, I, I don't agree when he would, you know, put his hands on players uh, that there were things that he did that you just can't do. And especially now, but I, I, I will say this, I wish there was a lot more of the old school and holding people accountable and coaching people hard uh, that Bob Knight was about in, in today's society, not just in sports, but in life in general, it's like, you know, uh, there, there's the old saying, man, it's like home plate is 17 inches. It's non-negotiable. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, move. It's 17 inches wide. And yet I think society sometimes tries to 
widen that plate or shrink it, you know, to, depending on what fits their narrative at the time. Yeah. And, and Bob Knight, the plate was 17 inches and uh, he was a big baseball guy. The reason I bring that reference yep. up like his, uh, you know, you, you talk about all the, the accolades and all that. Have you, you heard the, the story that he was telling about coaching Jordan in the 84 Olympics? Have you heard yes. that one? Yeah, that's yes. so good. You, you can Google it if you don't. But that the guy was, uh, you, you know, to sum him up, he, he was he, he was trying to coach the perfect game of the perfect team. Probably deep down knowing that will never be accomplished. But I'm never satisfied with anything that we do, no matter how well we play, how good he played, how well I felt like I coached it. We could never achieve what I was searching for, which was perfection. And he and and I think that's what probably drove him crazy, but it's also what made him so good at what he did. Um, he was uh, he because he was very stubborn. Um, and hard-headed, and he knew the game like, oh, man, on a different level. You, you, you'd sit around and talk basketball, and you think you kind of know something, and it was embarrassing when you, <laughs> you you realize quickly, damn, man, I don't know, I don't know anything about the sport uh, compared to the way he sees it <laughs> and, and all that. And that's the truth. Uh, yeah. I was able to, to listen to him kind of coach the team and kind of get up on the chalkboard on occasion. And I was like, I mean, I seriously, I, I felt less about myself after I left because I'm like, dang, <laughs> man, I thought I kind of semi knew what was going on, but no, that that's, he, he was a, he was a teacher and, and all that, you know, loved hunting and fishing. That's why I think yeah. Lubbock and West Texas was so good for him too. Uh, you know, I saw his son, Pat, uh, about a year ago in Vegas, who's an NBA scout for the, I think the Pacers still. And, Pat had indicated about a year ago, he's like, yeah, my dad's not, he's not doing great. Um, uh, but, you know, anyway, definitely a legendary uh, figure, uh, was honored at the football game against TCU with a moment of silence and and rightfully so. And yeah. um, anyway, I just thought it was, it was that at the time that all that happened, man, we all bought in, but I thought it was really good for the man and really good for the university at the time. And sometimes that's what, that's what's needed. And it wasn't without controversy. We, sure. we can all uh, remember some of those times, but those sold out crowds, those wins over Kansas and AM and Texas and the NCAA tournament, you know, runs that you had and appearances. Yeah, man, sign me up. It, it was awesome. And the men he produced yes. after their time was done is probably the greatest achievement, but also the one that goes least reported. Ask Daryl Dora about that impact, mm -hmm. and I think you would hear that from him and many, many, many others. And who among us is not put on edge and, I don't know, made just a little antsy when you got to eat salad. So I think we can all kind of identify <laughs> with that possibly. But, yeah, he showed us a lot of what to do, a lot of what not to do, and I think both of those things are very valuable to anybody that's paying attention. And I know he's said it before, and I think there's so much truth in this in sports or in life, you can win and not succeed and you can lose and not fail. And I think if you understand those things, uh, you're really going to be touching on something that is a deeply rooted truth, whether we're talking about between the lines or outside the lines. So we'll only say thanks to Bob Knight for the time that he spent here in Lubbock and what he was able to share with this fan base. We'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comments, any memories you have about 
the general's time in the LBK. Chris, thanks for a little extra of your time to uh, remember Coach Knight, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back once again on the other side of the weekend. I imagine talking a lot of football, so we'll see you then. Yeah, man. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, and uh, salute to uh, a legend and, and Bob Knight. Appreciate it. No question. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.